Oh shit. Ay, ay, ay. Oh shit. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> We're back at it again. Getting up every morning and fucking doing our work. Here we go. Yeah. What day of the week is today? This Thursday. Fucking Thursday. Let's fucking do this thing. It's the come up. We're Trinity Infinity. <laughs> yourself tune yourself up <laughs> get in tune <laughs> take the air put it through your voice box and tune yourself up <laughs> it's the church of chill this is our uh this is our little it feels like when when mare's playing like we're in like a psychedelic speakeasy you know like kind of loungy and i think we'd be a good lounge act yeah <laughs> i want to have a consumption a marijuana consumption site yeah that I'm not have to be there every day, but when I am there, it is a marijuana consumption site. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I'm, everywhere we go is a marijuana consumption site. And, you know, I, I think because Mares had a point about this, she was like, we wouldn't go to those places. And I'm like, yeah, probably not. You know, so I don't know if we should necessarily have one as much as if you're around us, you can smoke weed. <laughs> yeah and i try and smoke weed wherever i go just as part of my artistry you know yeah <laughs> yeah and neil was in town the other Tough day tough. shout out to neil he was in shout town out to neil. we're just neil walking Gray. the streets and fucking boy. smoking jays walking the streets and he's like is this cool man is that allowed or because there was cops because we were just right outside a police station yeah. and i was like Oh yeah, I didn't even think about it. Totally, this is kind of how I've always been. But yeah. now that it's legal, it's. I like, know I I've always been like that too. I know it's because of my white woman privilege. That's the only reason I've been like that. But I have. Yeah, I mean it's it's yeah definitely white privilege to do that. But it's also like yeah. common sense. You look around and you're like, is there any narcs around? Is there any cops here? Like what the fuck? Times they well, are. Well, and it always felt good because I like you know I knew right off the bat obviously that it was beyond psychotic for them anybody to tell anybody what to do anything with their bodies but especially telling people they shouldn't be smoking weed and so even though i was in texas and it was very illegal and very demonized culturally and socially i like it's not like i ever felt it with any sort of guilt which thank you thank you gods for not attaching me to my parents uh you know because i really didn't and if anything it really got me off from a young age to smoke around people and to like have it be something that's a little you know abrasive or counterculture or whatever the fuck of course it's not now but I, I carried that. I, I carried yeah, some of carried, my, pull, I carried my that bullshit. Torch too. Yeah, of the, yeah. The, well, the bullshit I, wait, of my parents, you know, and their, you know, oh, their you generations. Did. Oh, you, fear you really of, did. I fucking waited till I was thirty time. years old. You did old. for a long time. Yeah, <laughs> you did. My mom always said, "I'd rather you smoke weed than cigarettes." I think, if anything, she was a little disappointed that I wasn't like cool enough to be like smoking weed all the time. You know, she's like, "You're <laughs> young, yeah, you have, have fun." She's like, really? You're going to knit? Like, come on. Could you be any more boring? My mom would come into my room um, and I'd like hit the bong in front of her. And she's like, she hated us smoking weed. She'd like kick us out or whatever. Oh, we were, me and my brother, because both my brother and I are both like this. We're both like, fuck, we've always been like 
crazy rebellious. And she'd she'd come in and be like, I don't, I just don't understand why you don't take Xanax instead of smoking weed. Oh my god! You know, but that's the, that's the culture she grew up in, and that's how she, you know, it's her generation. That's how she grew up, that generation. But also in Texas, like I grew up, and cocaine was like totally normalized. Drinking obviously more than normalized, and smoking weed was, oh my god, it was so looked down upon. And acid. Forget you were going to trip forever. Yeah, yeah. You were going to be in a business meeting one day and fall over and have, you know, the never-ending trip into Alice's rabbit hole. And I, I wish, wish I tripped and fucking had <laughs> yeah. post-triggered trips or whatever the fuck. But yeah, it was all of those fucking mythical fucking folklore tales around psychedelics. And that's why I got into the worse and heavier drugs um, before I got into psychedelics. It really took until I was like 18, 19 to start getting into uh, mushrooms and acid. A real late bloomer. A real late bloomer. (laughs) I've been doing a lot of drugs for, you know, four years previously. Yeah. The the crazy thing is like the kids I grew up around that um, were potheads, like at a young age and their parents demonized it and threw them in rehabs. Like it had the exact opposite effect those kids came out of a rehab going in a pothead and coming out with like a PhD in every other fucking possible drug. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Cause you get connected with all the kids who are like, you know, you want to take Xanny bars or whatever it is, or, you know, they introduce you to a whole other territory of, mm. um, what you can be exploring in the, I mean, that's where I always say weed is a gateway drug. Like it is everyone's worst fear. Cause once you smoke weed, you're like, wait, this is what they've been scaring me about. Well, let's see what the other drugs have to offer, you know? Yeah. It, yeah, it tears but- down the, all the institutions. Cause you're like this thing so many resources have been gone into controlling this thing. This is illegal. Right. What the fuck else is, is totally. fake. Yeah. Totally. What do these rules even mean? Totally. Nothing. But it's not, I just think it's funny because it definitely isn't that way and it's a boundary dissolver and it's a portal opener, but it's not like you smoke weed and you want to do cocaine. You know, alcohol is the real gateway drug and that like you drink alcohol yeah. and you want to do other stuff and you get reckless about doing other stuff in it. You You're know, like, like I will smoke crack tonight, I guess. Yeah. Or like how many people do you know that don't smoke cigarettes, but smoke when they drink? Oh my God. And then so that turns into people. an actual regular. I, I know habit. a lot of people like that with Coke too. Like I don't do Coke except every weekend or whatever. <laughs> Whenever I drink, which is all the fucking time. Uh, every day. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah, we do worship. We do worship Mary Jane. I do love her. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Let me pull a card for her. Ooh yeah, let's pull a card. I yeah. love that. Yeah, this is a uh, the ketamine cards on the bottom. I know. Trust me, Kata. I see it every time Kata it comes card. up. Well, you lost it, but it was there. Yeah, I know. Cards go by. I see them, <laughs> but that's the, but they aren't the card. No. You know, because the card I pull is going to be everyone's destiny for the rest of their life. <laughs> You'll and have it, flashbacks to this card. Yeah. So so if you're oh hearing God, this. Sean. If you don't want this to be your destiny I for the rest of your life, get out of this. Pull a card for today. <laughs> <laughs> All People right, here already it is. get nervous about this kind of shit. Here it it's is. Fucking god, if it's the wrong oh. card, this is the per- the only one I was going to allow for this. <laughs> Have this strength, bam- my bas- friends. Bam- bombastic of a statement. <laughs> Have strength. <laughs> Sean's uh, pretty magical in that regard. I know that if I charge it up he and say this is going to be our destiny, upsettingly magical. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's a good card. I mean, this is a good card to get you through uh, the rest of uh, probably 2021 to at max. Yeah. 2100. 2023. Here we come. The strength card's really cool. Um, I pulled that for Mary yesterday, right when you needed it. All right, it's getting a little limpy. Yeah, I don't know what's up with this joint. It's like, yeah, it's a little limp. But the strength, can you hold up the strength card? Yeah, I'll do it again, sure. 
just hold it up there for a second. Sure, Because sure. what was the significance of it? It's someone with their hand in a lion's mouth? Yeah. Um, it's a woman, this feminine energy, essentially taming the beast and talking about sort of the inner beast and being able, not just to tame it, not in sort of like a controlling way, but um, to be able to use it and harness it. And different strengths cards are represented differently, but it's usually, yeah, the woman has her hand in its mouth. There's somewhere she's riding the lion. Um, and so it obviously brings in Leo energy as well. Um, but yeah, I just, I see it as and have, the having the emotional strength um, to be able to harness, you know, the immense amount of creative energies that are asking to be channeled in this lifetime. Yeah. Moment to moment. You, you know, what's um, a powerful reminder that like pretty much anyone hearing this that's living through this time, it, it, it could work for anyone. It works for me anytime I need a, like a dopamine release. It's just like realizing we're living in the fucking most chaotic situation you could possibly imagine. And it's probably going to get crazier and crazier. It you is know, the we most, chose this timeline. It's the most ridiculous one. The most ridiculous fucking timeline you can imagine. But it's like, how do we embrace that? Like, how do we kind of like look at this fucking cauldron of chaos and say yeah. like, oh, this is our nutrition. This is what we're here for. We're showing up for the feast. Yeah. Well, and just like that beautiful prayer from the Alex Gray book that you read about the endless smile. Like there's... Th- you know, there's always a million reasons to be angry and there's always a million reasons to smile Yeah, existing, you know, and, um, as things get more and more ridiculous, maybe it can seem like the illusion of, you know, finding those things or the illusion is grander for finding those moments of happiness. But Mm. yeah. Um, I like, I remember it hitting really hard for some reason when studying Shakespeare, you learn about, oh, tragedy is comedy and comedy is tragedy. And it gave me a a little bit of an out or an ejection seat in some of my hardest moments in life to be like, Oh, what a fucking hilarious writer I am. Yeah. I'm hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> it reminds me of that. I think it's a Hafiz quote where he says, um, the difference between, uh, you and that of a saint is that you're, you're thinking and looking for your next, uh, big move you know like it's a chess game but the saint is just like tripping over laughing <laughs> totally it's called tripping over joy yeah i'm sorry i didn't quote it very well <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's cute i love it I, I love when i i look over and you're like oh Cass is going to try to paraphrase something i kind of see you losing it in real time <laughs> well like, like i don't have to be cute <laughs> that's why i need merit to remember everything <laughs> Cass, you're really yeah. good at um uh, reminding you know I, I had the remember shirt on like that's what you are in my life like remember because you you know you're usually pretty fucking chipper and to almost like you're saying like i'm annoyingly magic cast is like annoyingly like grounded and chipper and like being like saying that stuff like hey you know there's a million reasons to be angry right now and to freak out but like we don't have to do it it's a choice you said that to me yesterday and i was like it's a choice and it just like I had to fucking just really breathe through that one because I'm like, am I choosing to be this overwhelmed right now in some way? Is there? I mean, I mean, I believe. How you is are. this possible? <laughs> it, it, it's true, and it's so easy for an outsider to see. And you're really good at reflecting that back at me. Yeah, yeah ditto. All the things. Yeah, yeah. No, life is hilarious. <sighs> and I mean, even every time we record this show, it seems like there's so many finicky like cords and wires and things to set up and snafus that could go wrong and like a million reasons to laugh but of course there's also a million reasons to be frustrated isn't it the harder it gets the funnier it is in a lot yeah. of ways you're yeah. like oh Ugly of course yeah. it's okay we can kiss <laughs> um like of course you're gonna fucking come at me with like i 
we, you were just going through something where I'm like, we've already learned that Mare's the toughest, strongest girl. Like, why are you throwing this shit at her? You know what I mean? Like, you were having to, like, overcome something. And I'm like, this is bullshit. You should have an easy street from here on out. <laughs> yeah, no. And that's why I have to chalk it up in my darkest hours to just being a, uh, a very funny, uh, somebody that loves tragedy, you know, as comedy, you know. I love it dark, you know. I mean, you want it dark. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, it's funnier, and I guess it is, you know. And um, I think the more that you can get into the hilarity of it all, the more that it forces you into the letting go of it all and understanding, um, like, how much more in control of it you actually are when you feel out of control because it is what you chose. And you're only dealt, just like you said, whatever you can handle. And we forget sometimes what we can handle yeah. you know and that's when we get overwhelmed and spun out as you start feeling like you can't handle it yeah or you're just gonna have to and, keep and handling for me, things yeah and for me yeah no that's <laughs> been a, yeah yeah the saturn returns so intensely like just can i handle it can you handle yeah. it you know well, and what a, and then I, I come around to laughing at myself even asking that question like what a fucking joke like, how could i ever doubt myself handling handle shit it? you know like, yeah i am i am the handle like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the other day I was saying to you, I was like, Mary, have you ever seen The Sopranos? And you were like, no, I haven't seen it. And I was like, it's the funniest show of all time. It's like, the hands down, the fun. And I, I don't know if it was meant to be a comedy, but it is the funniest show, almost for the same reason we're saying. It's like, it's just these out of control situations and people are being killed and the way that they're fucking going down the darkest paths and that that show was depicting a time in american history that is is much more amplified now but just like the the losing faith of everything the right. losing faith of institutions things right. coming apart at the seams right. and just zooming in on this one character this mob boss who's in therapy yeah it's just a hilarious premise to begin with and that show uh more than anything i don't know i'm getting distracted by mowgli i don't know what the fuck i'm talking about sorry he was he was being a lucky yeah, boy yeah that show more than anything like represents the comedy tragedy paradox i think you were trying to come around yeah to, cause absolutely because so, like i've never thought about it as a funny show i've never heard anybody talk about it as a funny show so the funniest the funniest shows that are trying to be comedy usually um come off as more to me cute you know like i'm sure yeah. if we got into this ted lasso show everyone calls a comedy and everything i'm sure i would just think it's more cute than funny you yeah know? it's like oh it's cute you're, you're trying to well be that's funny. where i mean this is where like stand-up comedians like do such a public service because they take like the most devastating stuff or the most triggering stuff and they like make fun of it it's like they turn it into a joke and it's like that's where the skill is is taking the thing that you couldn't turn and possibly see as a joke and making it funny and something to laugh about because it's a preferable emotion to have like over what like when you have a choice between like oh this is a funny joke and like oh my god i'm so overwhelmed like the preferable thing is to like laugh about it and use it and joke about it mm -hmm. yeah i mean the the best comedians were my favorite ever uh george carlin really You'd, you'd probably leave watching one of his specials or going to one of his shows like my parents were able to go see him live. You'd probably leave there just like with tears of, of uh, laughter and, and a little fucking bit angry and more annoyed and a little bit more aware of, you know, the systems we're all trapped in. A wake-up call. A big wake-up yeah, call. Yeah, because just making fun of something doesn't mean you don't care. It doesn't mean you're not going to. It's like you're actually in a, sh you have a stronger 
position when you can like see the joy in something and act from a place of like inner peace and calm and confidence because if you're like oh my god I'm so overwhelmed like your body just gets small and you can't you feel like facing everything's like too big a task and when you're like oh this is a cosmic joke and I'm a- I'm asked to like show up you can yeah. have a little more that, wisdom and strength about it that pull towards constriction and comfort is uh it's always it's a false one like it's, yeah. it's, you know doesn't yeah. it, like it, it feels like it like an easy fucking yeah. go to but it's a yeah. it's a false one it's constricting i yeah. think about that enticement as the devil on earth like lord of the gates of matter this like always tempting you into what's comfortable mm. you know which tends to be like these physical indulgences right that we're yeah. that we're here to do and also obviously he has all of us with the fear of death because it's much more comfortable to be alive because we don't know what the unknown is yeah. and so it creates that huge attachment to the flesh realm and to mm. all of its accoutrements oh yeah we were talking we were talking about that yesterday too about how like it's easier to want to die because then you're like not attached to this you know when you're in a place where you're like i don't even know if i want to live it's like when you want to live and you want to be here all of a sudden you're like having an interface with all the clingings and yeah well then you have this your higher self is going to get you to try and learn karma about attachment yeah you know the more that you have those things yeah and that's why a lot of times um i actually think jessa reads theory on manifestation with fear is really good where um a lot of the times when we're thinking about like oh you you're manifesting what you're thinking of. So you really need to like control what you're thinking of and not think of the bad stuff. And that's kind of a good technique sometimes, but sometimes when you have a lot of fear about a certain outcome in a situation, it can be really helpful for you to run all the way into it as fast as you can and really play out that situation and all of its worst manifestations and get to a place where you can laugh at it mm-hmm. and get to a place where you are experiencing it. And so you don't have as much attachment to it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, in and through, as they and, say. Yeah, totally. Going in, and, in through. and through things. And I think a lot of times when I come up against huge fears, that's that's the technique that I choose is I'm like, let's play it out. Yeah. Like, yeah. all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. It's a dichotomy of like being worrying about things, but then realizing like, no matter what, it's like, it's okay. Like I, that's like my religion. Like it's my yeah. faith is yeah. it's okay. You know? Yeah. And so it's it's interesting to want certain things, but realize like if these things that I want don't happen, it's it's all good. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. And that you maybe you want them to get you to somewhere else, mm. but that power, you know, that trust fall with the universe continually to be like, I guess I'm on. There is no detour. <laughs> uh, we could do a whole podcast about that. <laughs> yeah, there are no detours, y'all. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, it's been a fucking pleasure. Thanks, Mowgli, for joining us. Yeah, Mowgli (laughs) really wanted to be in this Thursday episode. That's where he came to life. Are you stoned? Out of his mind. He's Uh, out of his fucking uh, mind. Shripped. He's shripped up from the tits up. Ride the tube, tubular. we'll, We'll see you Friday. Freaky Friday. We'll see you on Freaky Friday, y'all. Fetish That's Friday. A, yeah. Ooh. I guess tomorrow will be. All right. <laughs> see you tomorrow, y'all. <laughs>